Hey, what is up, everybody? And welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we have a lot to get to. Uh, some Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson talk. They still aren't where uh, we expect them to be. Plus, we got some trades, some more free agency placements. Uh, maybe dip into some draft prospects. I'm not sure how that'll work out. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how this goes. But first, Kevin, sir, how are you today? Pretty good. Got out and hit some tennis balls tonight. That was nice. We got up to a whole 58 here today, which is heat wave anymore. So good day. Yeah, it's supposed to be uh, almost 90 on Friday down here. I think it's supposed to be in the 50s and raining here. Oh, 87, I think, is our, well, aren't, aren't is our high, special? man. I'm, I'm Come just on so down, happy buddy. Come on you. down. So happy for you. Um, if you're if you're watching, this is what is today Tuesday. If you're if you're watching the video, you can see I have on my American flag hat because the uh, WBC, the World Baseball Classic Championship. You can tell what a big baseball fan I am. Uh, but it is on tonight, and it is America versus Japan. I know you and I were talking before the show. We both used to be enormous baseball fans, even. Uh, bigger baseball fans than uh, football fans at the time, but uh, that has since waned tremendously. However, as much as I'm not really into baseball anymore, I am into America, so I got this game up on the phone uh, while we're doing this. I'll keep you posted. We're we're down three to one currently. Okay, that that sounds good. Yeah, because I yeah I I followed that not at all. I followed that about as much as March Madness. It just doesn't matter to me. But uh, I'm always root for the U.S. of A., so I'll go U.S. of A. Uh, absolutely. I know something that does matter to you, uh, and that's Aaron Rodgers, of course. I don't know what's going on with this trade. I know we talked about it a little bit last week. And the more I think about it, the more I think the Jets should call the Packers bluff because the Packers eventually have to get rid of him. Uh, and now they can hold on to him all the way up until basically just before the season starts, I think, the way his contract has worked. Uh, until they have to pay him. So if I'm the Jets, I give them an offer. Um, and, and I thought of a few. How about a four? If they want a first round pick, I'll give you a fourth this year, but a first next year. Because I'm not giving you. What do the Jets have? The twelfth or, or the thirteenth pick or something? Uh, yeah, something. I'm not there. right. I'm not giving you that for Aaron Rodgers. But I'm thinking Rodgers is going to pay off. And I'm at least bare minimum going to make the playoffs. So that's going to be a much lower first round pick. And I'm offsetting it with a fourth round pick. Or how about I give you a second round pick this year and a second round pick next year? How about a second round pick this year and a third round pick next year? Conditional. If we make it to the AFC championship game, that third round pick will turn into a one next year. Yeah, that's no matter part, what, I think that's part of what they did with Farb. Some of it was conditional on where the Jets went. Right. No matter what, the Packers are not getting a first-round pick this year. There's no way. Yeah, Jets I don't are understand. 13. Right. That's not happening. That's not happening for a late-stage Aaron Rodgers. It's just – It maybe un- could have until the Packers came out and said, we don't want you here. And Right. 
a lot of things have happened like that. And and if I'm the Jets, I say, look, here's my offer. You know, one of those deals. I'll give you two sec a second round pick this year, second round pick next year. And then let's say May, April, May hits. I'm like, okay, now it's a second round pick this year and a third round pick this year. And I make the deal worse and worse. Every month that goes by, I just make it worse because no one else is going to trade for him. The Jets are the only team left that have a vested interest. The Raiders already got their guy, you know, Houston, Carolina, Indianapolis. They, they're not interested in Aaron Rodgers. I don't I, I don't know what the Packers – the Packers have screwed themselves. I mean, when your GM comes out and says, you know, we're just going to hopefully do what's best for us and Aaron and, you know, let's go Jordan Love. I, so dumb on the Packers' part. And I hope the Jets – I hope it works out for the Jets, honestly. And, and I hope they hose them somehow. Yeah, so – I may be wrong here, but if you had a change of heart, didn't you last week on the show say that you thought the Packers hold all the cards? And I was like, I don't think they really do. I thought they held some cards. Okay. But g- give me, a, you know, five, six days to think about it. I'm out on yeah, that. They really don't. I disagree that, with that. If, if they could have kept all this close to the vest, then maybe they would. But when you just straight up say, we don't want this guy here anymore, you've basically just taken any leverage you had out. Because bringing him back will be a freaking nightmare, and they're not going to just cut him because then He's you not get nothing back. for him. Uh, this so, is this is not a Jimmy G situation in San Francisco. No, the, this whole thing is the the only thing leverage that Green Bay has at all is that he won't get a lot of reps with these guys. That's it. Right, but guess what? It's his offense, Nathaniel Hackett. Exactly. Is there calling the play? Calling and the some shots of his own players are already there. Right. Going more Al than already in the house. So it's just, it, 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 it doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Just get it done before the draft and move on. It'd be best for both teams, maybe even more so for the Packers, because you now you know what you have, what you need, and just go. Why, why keep playing games? And I get that, well, you, you you know, the media quote, you know, it's talking about it, you know. We're talking about it because we're annoyed. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's not Aaron for once. He's basically sure uh, uh, I'm going to the Jets. Uh, uh, kind of. It doesn't make well, me like he him. He says anymore. he's going. He says he's ready to go. Just wait on them to actually do it. There's nothing. Yeah. He has no say in what, what they're going to accept. You're right. And uh, he did give a, quote, wish list. To, well, he says to that's not. He said that wasn't true either. I would imagine he did what any quarterback does when they go to a team and say, "Man, it'd be great if you could get these guys." Maybe. But I don't think that this is contingent on Randall Cobb ending up in New York. Well, he already got his boy Lazard. Well, there's a little dirt there. You're talking about a guy who's yeah. in the prime of his career, right. as opposed to a guy whose prime was seven years ago. <laughs> Uh, another dude that is not making himself any friends still, I know it's your boy, Lamar Jackson. It came out today. He's got some random dude going around actually meeting with teams and discussing Lamar, like acquiring Lamar. The, whoever it is, is not an agent that is against the current CBA between the NFL and the players association. And the one group who's been backing Lamar, the Players Association, dude, 
they have to be moving anti Lamar now. You, you know, Demar Smith, the you know the NFLPA guy, he's got to be head in hands thinking, come on, it's bad enough you don't have an agent. It's bad enough your mom calls the shots sometimes and answers the phone when we call. Can you please not have some random guy going around meeting with thieves? It's not allowed. It's against the rules. Lamar Jackson is making the world hate him. Please stop. Hire an agent. Do it the right way. Yeah, so this random guy also came out today and said that Lamar's ready to move on from the Ravens. And everybody's like, great. So I read an interesting thing out today that part of the reason that maybe these some of these teams are steering clear of this is because of all this. Because once oh, they start kidding. negotiating with non-members of the, of the, the association, the, the um, agents association, that's going to leave a stain because these agents are now pissed. This whole conglomerate is just fired up the heads of them. Are going after the NFL and the NFLPA, yes. and they're yes. like, "Well, so we start now. If we start doing this, it's one thing when we negotiate with a player, but now negotiating with some dude who has no business in any part of this, shape or form whatsoever. What that's going to do is, in the future, agents are going to stop working with us. They're going to be like, oh, 'Oh, you're those jackasses who start work with some guy, so we can't get our money.'" And we're like, so no, I don't, whoever it is, I don't, I, it can, we'll just make up a, a city, uh, Salt Lake City. They don't have a team. Salt Lake City, we're done. We don't want it. none of our players to come there anymore. It's, if we can help it, nobody's coming. Nobody wants to deal with this. He's like a, just a whiny little bee at this point. And well I done. am just sick. Just leave. Just go. Get out of town. And I think a lot of the people in Baltimore who are his hugest supporters are even starting to get a little fed up this is like a seventh grader freaking pissed off not even that like a third grader pissed off in the cereal aisle because he can't get the cereal he wants it's it's this it's a petulant little baby and i just want him to go away so i cannot remember a time when a player maybe in any sport maybe kyrie Irving or maybe kd in basketball, who like went out of their way to make people hate them, yes. more so than what's happening right now. I mean, l- the whole Le'Veon Bell situation, which we brought up before. I mean, he just didn't want to play for the Steelers, and he yeah. wanted to he wanted to sit out, and I'll make more money after that, and it didn't work out. And of yeah, it ticked people off and this and that, but it wasn't like this. He didn't have make believe people going around. Trying to negotiate deals. Why are the teams meeting with whoever this person is? I've not seen anything about them actually meeting with them as much as, but having legitimate talks. I mean, perhaps there have been meetings, but yeah, you're right. There's nobody supporting this. This is against the rules that these multi-billion dollar organizations all made. And he's just going out of his way to just piss off everyone. Why? Because he's an idiot. We've been through this the last few weeks. He's a freaking moron. I think his IQ is around 80. He's a total idiot. He's just really fast, can occasionally throw a decent spiral, and likes to get injured a lot. He's nope. he's just a good athlete, so he's gotten away with it. According to Pro Football Talk, quote, 
Jackson still doesn't have an agent, but apparently an unnamed representative has been meeting with other teams on his behalf. Cool. Yeah, I didn't know he was actually meeting with them, but meeting, talking, it's all, all of it's illegal. Not well, not actually illegal, but against every rule in the league. Well, what is this guy's angle? He has to have an angle. Nobody does this for free. So what is his angle? Is it just that he's only going to get 1% instead of 3%? I mean, there has Maybe to be something. Which, which we should find out if his if his last name is Brandt. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe our buds from the Brandt brothers are finagling themselves into these meetings saying Pretending they represent Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I, I gotta text. I gotta text them and see what's up, see if it's them. So with this new development, finding out now what he admitted he turned down. Um, all these teams are already moving on to other quarterbacks. Nobody wanted to give up two firsts for him. I'd say there's a really good chance he's either sitting out or playing for the Ravens on the franchise tag for one year. And because of all this, you're going to hear boos when you take that field, oh, buddy. He is. And I, there's, I would guarantee right now he will not play all 17 games. He will sit out for a hangnail. Or he'll just make something up to not have to play. But guess and what? That's going to make NFL teams next pay him less. They want. And it's going to make NFL teams pay him less. Yeah, because now people don't want to deal with him. Oh man. All what right. a mess he's turned this into, dude. He it didn't have to be this way. It, all these people that three weeks ago were against the Ravens, like, oh, this is he's a running quarterback, you know, or they're being racist, or I think you heard everything under the sun. It turns out Lamar Jackson is just a jackass. <laughs> the Ravens gave may yeah. we're gonna make him like the second highest paid quarterback in the league per year, but that wasn't good enough, not enough for him. So now he has some guy going around in a cape talking to other people for him. It's just so weird. All right. Moving on. Another interesting trade was Brandon Cooks leaving the Houston Texans going to the Dallas Cowboys for a fifth and sixth round pick. Can we revisit it for just a second? Please. Did you know there's only two teams in the NFL that have not signed a free agent from another team? Do you know who they are? I'm sure you've seen the bottom, the Baltimore Ravens, obviously, and and I can't remember the Jags, the Jaguars. Okay, the Ravens. He's holding them hostage by doing this crap. Nobody wants to go there because they don't know who's going to be quarterback. Some of them would maybe rather go there if he was going because he can't throw. So he's just he's he's shooting himself in the foot for this coming season if he does have to play there. It's just everything about this is so freaking stupid. But let's go back to Brandon Cooks. The no the nomad. <laughs> oh man, you're a mess. I love it. Um I just say Cooks Cooks has such an interesting career where it doesn't even make sense. Six out of eight years that he's been in the league, I'm pretty sure it's been six out of eight. He's gotten a thousand yards receiving. And he's been on this is what his fourth or fifth different team. Yeah. And he he gets traded every time. I think there's only been two players get traded four times in their career, him and Eric Dickerson, mm. um, oddly enough. Uh, the compensation, the you know, the fifth and sixth round pick is nothing to get a receiver right. of Brandon Cook's caliber. And so good for the Cowboys. He is expensive. I know the Texans are paying like $6 million of his salary this year, but he's got a pretty big cap hit next year if my memory serves me yeah, right. They already restructured. 
Right, right. Yeah, but still, they, I mean, they're going to be on the hook eventually, right? Just kicking yeah, the can down. I think that's the a deal. They're, they basically got him yeah. Oh, yeah. this year for $10 million bucks and almost no draft capital. I'd take yes. that guy to go beside um, C.D. Lamb. Boy, that's a, that's a hell of a duo all of a sudden. 100%. Could not agree more. Um, it bears the question now, who has the worst wide receiver core in football? Uh, and I got a couple options here. So Houston, as it stands, now has Robert Woods, Nico Collins, and then you can choose between Noah Brown and John Mechie, who yeah. will hopefully be, Let's hope. be here this season. Okay. Uh, Green Bay, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and Samori, uh, Samari Tori. Carolina, we discussed Terrace Marshall, LaVisca Chenault, and Shai Smith. With Thielen now. With the, right. Well, right. So we'll get out Shy Smith. We'll go Marshall, Thielen, and Chenault. They're still one of the worst. Yeah. Um, and I got one for you, and this is fun. Kansas City, right now, their top three are MVS, Marcus Valdez Scantling, Kadarius Tony, and Sky Moore. That's yeah, that it, it doesn't matter because yeah, they I have to throw them home. out because me, you, and my right. mom could be their starting three receivers, and we still have 35 right. touchdowns between us. Right. But that is not a good receiving core. I think it's Houston. It's definitely Houston. I don't even think it's close. Well, I think Carolina's close, but Thielen, I think, puts them over the top a little bit. Yeah, I I I, I don't even I don't really even think that's but see, I just what's Christian Watson gonna do without now we'll see Rogers. now we're not talking about the receivers. Now you're you're not talking about the receiver core. Now you're talking about who's throwing to them. That's not okay, the same. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um right. You're, but you're you're absolutely right. But who knows? Maybe Jordan Love's going to be come in and be the next Aaron Rodgers. Nobody thought Rodgers was going to do what he did when Favre got kicked out of town. He ends up being one of the ten best of all time. So I don't think that's going to happen. But you never know. So yeah, I have well, to I'm, remove them because I think that him and Dobbs they could be quite a tandem with the right guy throwing to them. Yes. I tell you what could change us a little bit is there's a world where Houston. Uh, and I told you before the show, so Vegas has Stroud being the odds-on favorite for Carolina to take first overall. However, I was listening to Todd McShay today uh, from ESPN talking about he's got a guy on the inside, and for the past who knows how many years, he's been predicting which quarterbacks are going to go in the first round, and he's right every single time. He's never been wrong. And he has – Carolina taking Bryce Young. Yeah. So in you know with that ex we'll take that. If that happens, there's a world where Houston takes CJ Stroud at 2 to be their quarterback and then when they pick at 12, they take Jackson Smith and Jigba who was CJ Stroud's wide receiver at Ohio State. Now JSN is my number one receiver right now uh coming out so you have that plus, not only is he talented, obviously there's a chemistry there. They've been playing together for two or three years. That would really help Houston's offense as a whole, I think, um, and definitely their wide receiver core. Well, I mean, obviously the better quarterback you have is going to help your receivers, whether they're great, terrible, or somewhere in between. I really hope JSN uh... – I hope his hammy does not plague him throughout his NFL career. Oh, man. It's uh, fine, right? Well, we'll see. He missed almost an entire season because of it. 
We, you, know? you and I know the soft tissue injuries, they, they're not the same. It's just tearing a ligament. But he um, had a lot of rest. Had yeah, a lot of rest. Well, I hope, I hope he can because the dude could be a freaking top 10 guy for years to come. I mean, I, I like that scenario. I still, my hope, the only player in the draft that I think that this would be worth would be um, Anthony Richardson. But I, I, just because we've talked before on here that none of these guys are over and overly inspiring that you would give up everything you did for them. So if I'm going to do that, I'm not just doing it for a guy that's maybe going to be a solid quarter. I'm doing it for a guy that could be a transcendent talent, probably won't, but could. I don't like any of these guys. I don't think any of them are really ever going to amount to anything in the league. Uh, I was talking with um, John McGrogan, guy that, uh, you know, he's, he's pretty awesome. active. He's pretty active on the Facebook page, right? And uh, we were talking about, um, you know, C.J. Stroud and what his ceiling is going to be. And he said, you know, his ceiling might be Jared Goff. Well, let's think about Jared Goff. He's a solid starter in the league. He's played in a Super Bowl. He's on a team that is, I mean, their arrow, the Detroit Lions arrow is pointing way up right now. And so if Stroud comes out and he, he is Jared Goff, that's a win. I mean, in my yeah. book, I will take that. I mean, it's certainly better than what we've seen so far of Baker Mayfield, a former number one overall pick, and, you know, better than a Carson Wentz. So, I mean, heck, I'll, I'll take that in a heartbeat. And it's going to be better than most of the QBs that have come out lately, except for Trevor Lawrence. Speak of which, it looks as though he's going to go to the coronation, but Markle's going to stay back in the U.S. because she doesn't want to have to deal with the limelight and people talking about her and her privacy. I blame myself. I blame myself for even bringing up. I'm West. just saying it's all just getting a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I don't think that any of those guys are ever going to be as good as Jared Goff. Maybe not. Maybe not. But if I could get Jared Goff from CJ Stroud or whoever. I'd so be you're saying back. going back in time, if you were the Rams, you still would have taken Goff at number one. No, I'd have to look back at that draft. I'm sure well, that's it that's, that's my point here. If they if you come out to be golf, but we're taking number one overall, you're expected to be a little bit more. I like golf. He's a solid guy. He's resurrecting his career. But even Detroit, even as 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 recently as halfway through the season, we're like, this isn't the guy. He's just a a, a placeholder till we can bring somebody else in. He has such a great second half of the year. All of a sudden, he's the guy again. Um, I think as much to build his confidence, you know, keep that going as much as they actually believe it. But yeah, yeah, he's played in a Super Bowl. He's with his second team resurrecting. But I just I don't know any of these guys will ever do that. I'm I'm simply saying if I was going to trade that much draft capital and DJ Moore just for fun, I would want a guy that I think has the the best chance to be a transcendent talent, and that would be Richardson. So 2016, it went golf Wentz, and the third overall pick was Joey Bosa. If the Rams are, um, yeah, if the Rams do it again, I think you take Joey Bosa one. Well, if you I just look at those yeah. guys there, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. no brainer. Laramie, Laramie Tunsil would be an option too. Remember, he was supposed to be a oh, top yeah. five pick until he decided to uh, throw, put in a video of him in a gas mask uh, doing things that weren't really uh, legal back then. But yeah. um, actually, look at this first round. This was 2016 was not a good first round. 
it was very lacking in talent. If you get a chance, check it out. It's just not strong. Just like this draft coming up on on the outside looking in, it looks about as weak as a draft class could be. Eli Apple, Vernon Hargrave, Sheldon Rankins, Carl Joseph. A lot of these guys aren't even in the league anymore, let alone ever really became solid contributors. I mean, this is rough. Darren Lee, Josh Doxson. Oh, man, I remember when the Redskins took him. I was pretty excited because I knew that wasn't going to amount to anything. Laquan Treadwell, William Jackson III, Artie Burns, Paxton Lynch. Wow. Josh Garnett. Um, Man. That's guys a rough that never amounted round, anything in the league. That is a rough first round. And now that's what this could end up. That's why, again, I, I just don't grasp spending that much draft capital and DJ Moore for this. I just – I still don't get it. I, hopefully they prove me wrong and they get their guy and crush it forever. Did you see Thielen said one of the main reasons he chose the Panthers is because wherever he went, he won some way that he is confident they could win a Super Bowl this year. Well, that, that's what he's supposed to say. That's excessive, though. That's excessive. Yeah. You could have come up with a bunch of other reasons why you want to go there than pretending that you think they're going to be Super Bowl contenders. They'll be lucky to win three games. Someone has to be most spirited in the yearbook. It's going to be Adam Thielen, I guess. Adam Thielen. They gave him a lot of money for a guy who's so yeah, past his prime. Well, yeah, but we'd really have to break down the contract. Yeah, I know. And they had you know. the money anyway. And right. it, it puts people in the stands because be, they, you know, they needed to have the someone name. to catch right. the ball. All right. Uh, so I want to look at uh, take a little closer look at some of these free agent signings. Is that cool with you? I guess. Sorry. I caught you in the middle of a of a swig there. Uh, one of them that I am liking more and more the more I think about it is David Montgomery going to the Detroit Lions. What? Who am I talking to? Me? What? What is your reasoning for liking that? You didn't like it the other day. Now you, you're like never... freaking John Kerry anymore, flip flopping, be bopping, scatting all over the place. I ne- When did I say I didn't like David Montgomery to Detroit? Well, I sent you a text about what your wet dreams. Okay. I was sad for DeAndre Swift. <laughs> it's a difference. Oh, so this is an NFL hard. thing, not a fantasy thing. Gotcha. Well, what's going to be good for fantasy for David Montgomery, but not for my boy Swift. Most likely. That's the problem. So three years, $18 million, as this as the contracts are panning out, that is one heck of a deal. Uh, for a running back, especially one that's aging, right? This is our second second contract. Uh, it's a 13th highest um, paid contract for a running back in the league this year. He is filling the spot of Jamal Williams, who just had 17 rushing touchdowns. Now, that's not going to be replicated, but good grief. If you took seven away, you're still in double digits, right? He was RB4, RB21, and RB24 last year. So he's, you know, the top five guy and then. You know, a solid RB2 as far as fantasy goes. Definitely think he'll be able to replicate that this coming year. His offensive line in Chicago, he's leaving middle of the road. It's going to the eighth best unit, according to PFF. Um, And they, you know, they're going to focus on their offensive line. The Lions know what they're doing now. Finally, they build the team from the inside out. So I wouldn't be surprised if they bolstered that unit in the draft. Detroit had the fifth highest scoring offense. Chicago was 23rd. Detroit also had, I, I can't remember if we talked about this on air or off, but an insane amount of touchdowns scored from the five-yard line and closer. Jalen Hurts and Ezekiel Elliott were tied for second with 19 rushes inside the five. 
Jamal Williams had 30. Okay. It's like numbers that haven't been done before. Um, I think Montgomery's going to have a big year. Where does he get drafted in fantasy for you? Fifth round. You think he's going to go that far? I don't think anybody really trusts him. Anybody with the brain knows the Jamal Williams things was a, was a little fluky. And knowing that Swift is still going to be the lead back, that makes him risky. He might do he might do a Jamal Williams, but that was a really fluky season last year. Oh, I, sure. I, I, fourth, maybe? I'm not taking yeah. him for the fourth because uh, I can't well, I be reliant on him getting a bunch of two-yard touchdowns. I didn't say you. I said, you know, the, the Anybody, masses. And, just, and if Swift is healthy the whole year, which – scratch that. Right. <laughs> That's, I, I tell jokes sometimes. Uh, My apologies. You made a, you made a funny. I, 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 you I made a funny. myself up sometimes. <laughs> So maybe he should go higher because Swift will be out by week four. I, I I don't know. I can't imagine him going higher. Even idiots, I can't imagine. I can't imagine a donator taking him past or before the third round or before the no, fourth. I bet, I, I'm, I'm, I bet he goes within the ninth pick of the third round and the sixth pick of the fourth round. If I had to guess, top half of the fourth, very end of the third. We'll see. I mean, Man, listen, sir. we got – how many months until fantasy drafts? Yeah, because Swift uh, will probably tear a hammy sometime between now and then. Poor guy. Um, I know we touched on Rashad Penny also last week. Poor guy. What a great signing for the Eagles. It is. The last two years, he's averaged 6.3 and 6.1 yards per carry. Every sing- I would look, I went back and looked at every single game log of his entire career. And every single game where he's had 15 or more carries. He's had at least 135 yards rushing. You give this guy the ball 15 times, he gets you 135 yards on the ground, except for one. There's one game mixed in there where he didn't. Come on. Wow. Miles Sanders had nine of those games last year with 15 or more carries, but he was in double digits in every single game except for one. I think he had nine carries. Um, Rashad Penny also didn't have that offensive line that Miles Sanders had, and they really didn't lose a lot this year um, in the offseason with their O-line. Seattle was 27th best for uh, per pro football focus. Philly was number one. Eagles had the third best scoring offense and the eighth best defense, which gives the offense more opportunities. And Philly scored 32 rushing touchdowns, which was tops on planet Earth. How many this- were Hurts? Um, 13, I believe, right? He had 13 and Sanders had 11. Oh, for sure. hundred percent. But hoping Penny, because they have so many people running the ball, can stay healthy and just get his 13 to 17 carries or something, not overload him, not overwork him, keep him healthy because this guy can produce. Well, maybe he'll have five carries for 75 yards in the first half and then they'll give him one in the second. That's the Sanders treatment right there. Or the problem that I'm almost certain I saw about a week ago that in his career, he's missed more games than he's played. Oh, man, I bet that's true. I think I'm pretty sure it's close. I love the dude. You know, I'm a huge Penny fan. Yeah. But the dude's just always hurt. He's going to a scheme where we'll be sitting there scratching our heads constantly. You sending me various cuss words preceding boston scott 
preceding, okay. especially Boston Scott, preceding Kenneth Gainwell. Me too, because I'm done with that whole scenario. Um, the problem with Sanders is, yeah, he had 11 touchdowns. Like five of them were in two games. So he was he had games where he literally just killed me, give me like 2.4 points. From a football standpoint, this is great for Philly if he can yes. stay healthy. That's a yep. that's a huge freaking if. Um, from fantasy, it's just going to be the same trash with Miles Sanders. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, he's not going to be more than an RB three, right? Really? I mean, you, you can't flex. trust him to be on the field. Right. You know, right. Either but, when he's healthy or not, you can't trust him to be on the field in Philly. But he's that he's that guy that you throw him in your flex. And you're in first place rolling into week five until he ends up tearing an ACL or something. Maybe. Like I said, he had weeks last year, Miles Sanders, where he was healthy and just – I mean, he said it straight up the year. Don't put, pick me in fantasy. This offense doesn't use me. Well, I don't yeah, see it changing of, here. And and think about – we've talked about how good – how talented Miles Sanders is. Rashad Penny averages a whole yard more per carry. Yeah. I On saw a, a thing that, the other day. A guy team. had uh, all these things and all these reasons. You might have seen it too. Uh, that Miles Sanders, he thinks, could legitimately be a top five back this year. Carolina using the way they should. Well, we'll see. But Penny was on a team where they knew they were going to run the ball. They weren't really worried about the pass. And he was still able to do that. Yeah, he, he hits a lot of home runs with 50, 60-yard runs that yeah. jacked that up a little bit. But still, you can't argue with six yards of carry. Another guy, and the last one that I really want to focus on is DJ Moore to Chicago through that trade. I think, much like Rashad Penny, it is great for real football. It is bad for fantasy as far as DJ Moore is concerned. Or, if not bad, it's going to be the same old thing. Only one team ran the ball more than Chicago did last year. Chicago was last in passing attempts. If we gave the Bears... A hundred more passing attempts, they still would have ranked 29th in the league with a hundred more passing attempts. If we gave them a thousand more passing yards, they still would have been 26th in the league as far as passing yards go. No one on the team had more than 50 catches and 550 yards. That would have been tight end Cole Komet. Um, and Justin Fields completed 60% of his passes last year. I think DJ Moore's ceiling is probably wide receiver 20, and that's what he does anyway. I don't think this is – this does not – I know he's he was a wide receiver one in Carolina. He's now a wide receiver one in Chicago. I just don't see it helping him in fantasy. Again, real football, great. Fantasy, yeah. Yeah, real football, this, this deal is amazing. Fantasy is still not great. Uh, I was listening on Sirius last week. I was telling the same thing. These same guys that were laughing, one of them – told the other guy, name the hierarchy of the NFC North. And he said, well, we start with Detroit. And they both started laughing because of how yes. ridiculous that sounds. Yes. But it's the truth, and we love it. But And they actually had Chicago at two, barely above Minnesota. Okay. Because they don't think Minnesota is going to repeat. They've lost a few things. They won all those games yeah. by under a touchdown. And, of course, Green Bay lasts without, depending on whether they have Aaron Rodgers or not. But the, he mentioned something interesting. Chicago had some great games. They had all these rushing yards. There were times where Justin Fields was the greatest player since sliced bread. The best thing to happen there since Walter Payton. But he made an interesting 
point that they averaged like 150, 160 yards passing per game. And he, he made it, he correlated that to one thing. He's like, you can't win in the NFL averaging 160 yards passing a game. You can win occasionally when that happens. But if you're literally, this, this isn't 1972. You can't continuously win passing for barely over 150 yards a game. It's just not the way the game is anymore. Um, so adding these weapons can't hurt. It's going to open up the run a little more. Their biggest problem is they have no defense, and that's going to create. It's going to force him into throwing more when he shouldn't. I don't know what I like about this, but I'd like to see Chicago do well. Yeah, I don't have anything against Chicago. Here, let me give you Justin Fields' passing yards per game. You ready? Yeah, I'm sitting here. 121, 70, 106, 174, 208, 190, 179, 151, 123, 167, 153. Then he was inactive. He was hurt. 254, season high. Then 152, 119, and 75. So there That's we are. Not, we're look, around 150. Right. It's not you're not, not going to happen, but You can't continuously win like that. Like I said, there's outliers where you might pass for 120 yards and win, but those are few and far between. And the bigger problem then is when you do get behind two touchdowns, it's like the Ravens, since you don't have anybody that can pass or catch, you're just sort of screwed. You have to hope for something lucky happening, like a pick six or one of those 70-yard touchdown runs. The, the Those are fluky things. Because I, I don't know where I, – I, I'd like to give, uh, what's his name, one good year of health and see if he can learn how to throw. Fields, yeah. No, I agree. So, Devin Singletary to Houston, besides screwing over Damian Pierce owners, does that do anything for you? Smart. Get anything you can. Guys that are – bring winners into the building. Guys that are used to winning. Guys that come in the building that expect to win. That's the best way to turn around a franchise. It's not just bringing in the best players. It's bringing in guys that are used to winning. They will not accept endless losing and guys that are barely trying. They did it with him. They did did it with Schultz, too. Bring in a freaking winner. We were talking about their receiver core. Well, their best receiver on their team is their tight end. Bring in guys who are used to winning. Then you get these nice picks. You bring in a couple other playmakers here that are maybe not in their prime. Next thing you know, maybe we're winning five games and then seven. Now we're up to 12. What if you bring in a guy, one of these quarterbacks ends up being Lawrence, and then you can put some guys around. All of a sudden you go from last to having one of the greatest comebacks in playoff NFL history. I like underdogs. And you putting a positive spin on Devin Singletary going to Houston is one of the biggest underdog stories Hmm. of my life in in recent weeks. Maybe recent months. I'm not going to oh, pretend Mr. he's Negative one of the best top is... 10 backs in the league. But he's that been a winner a... since he came in. Yes. Why not bring that, him in? Set the tone. That's the most positive take I have heard about him and Houston since the deal happened. Good. I like that. I like that. And since we're on Houston, let's go to, you mentioned their tight end, Dalton Schultz. Great signing for them. I feel so bad for him. He turned down, from what I understand, a pretty lucrative three-year deal with the Cowboys thinking he was going to get more and didn't find it. So Schultz himself, he's a top five, top ten tight end at worst all day, every day. Mm -hmm. I worry now. I mean, 
three Dalton Schultz was what tight end three two or three years ago in fantasy something like that since 20 in 2012 Owen Daniels had like 62 catches for the Houston Texans as a tight end last from the past right and I say (laughs) that because since he did that in 2012 there's only been one tight end in Houston with more than 50 catches in a season any idea who that tight end was I I can I can barely name oh, any tight now. end that played for Houston since then. Right. Oddly enough, Jordan Aikens has been their number one tight end for like four years in a row. I didn't realize he'd been around there that right, right. CJ Fedorowicz. Nice. Remember that name? Had yeah. fifty had fifty four catches in like twenty sixteen. Other than that. No tight end has had more than 50 catches in a, in a season, and Schultz has done it three years in a row. Well, say your scenario comes in where they hit the jackpot with uh, a quarterback and a receiver in the first round. All of a sudden, this team has life. You have some guys in there to mentor these Pierce, young buddy. fellas, guys, like I said, that are used to winning. Uh, turn a team around quick. And it's not exactly a stellar division outside of Jacksonville potentially becoming a monster. You know, you've got opportunities. No quarterback in Indy. Tennessee's on the way out. Yeah. Um, you know, I have Derek Henry like to that. save the day every weekend here soon. Uh, and there's one more that I thought is interesting. That was just happened, I think, today, either last night or this morning. Damian Harris to Buffalo. Yeah, that's what they I don't want. know how you – right. Right. They had they, – I mean, they literally came out and were like, look, we love James Cook. We love Naheem Hines. We need a big bruising back. Those guys aren't that. We need a big fella. They go out and they get Damian Harris. I I think it's a great spot for him. Real football, but maybe in fantasy too. Because in, in New England, he had Ramondre Stevenson. Now, Ramondre can catch better than Damian, but he can also run better than Damian. But he's going to a spot now where they have just the little guys. I think James Cook is, what, 200 pounds? I don't think um, he's that. I think he's in the low 190s. Sure. So <laughs> what could you see a Jamal Williams type season where he gets like that a thousand ish yards rushing and I don't want to say 17 touchdowns, but double digit touchdowns for Damian Harris? Maybe. I, I, I think he'll get some, but you still have the same thing as if the Eagles. You've got to contend with the fact that your goal linebacker is your quarterback. But I think one of the reasons they brought him in is so they don't have to have their quarterback be the goal linebacker. Could you uh, see Damian Harris having a season like, oh, I don't know, Damian Harris did two years ago when he went for 900 yards rushing and 15 touchdowns? I'd like to buy what you're selling, but I'll believe it when I see it. Because Josh Allen is a beast down there at the goal line. The only thing I don't like about it is James Cook, to me, is like a mini Thurman Thomas, like lighter version. I would love to see him get the chance to be the number one guy and what he could do in that offense. I think James Cook is a mini Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I think he's better than Dalvin you know I mean? Cook. To tell you the truth. Okay. Sorry. Now we're getting now when it's crazy. You watch talk. him play. He looks faster. He looks quicker. He just does. Okay. I, I, I love Dalvin Cook, but I think he's mildly overrated. I'll tell you one, one thing back to Devin Singletary, real quick, that I just thought about. I worry with him and Damian Pierce that he is going to be the Kareem Hunt to Nick Chubb. Not that he, not that Singletary is Kareem Hunt, not that Damian Pierce is Nick Chubb, but 
Damian Pierce gets the ball all the way down to the 10-yard line, then all of a sudden here comes Devin Singletary to get Maybe. the touchdown. You know what I mean? I have issues with Pierce in general. He had a gangbuster start to the year last year. He did Rushed nothing it. the second half of the year. I know he's hurt a little bit, but yeah. I don't maybe he's not all he was cracked up to be. Maybe maybe he's the new James Robinson, a guy that wasn't drafted super early that ended up looking great, getting a starting job, had a, some good games, but maybe isn't as great as we thought he was. Maybe I know he that is. there were maybe he is. who knows. Well, and you know what could have happened too? How about that rookie wall? That's yeah. a real thing. It is now especially when you play so, for an awful team. All right. Well, so he did not play the last four games. No, he. You know what? I think that's what's sticking out in your mind, because after week one, he went sixty-nine yards, eighty yards, one thirty-one, ninety-nine, ninety-two, down game with thirty-five, then one thirty-nine, ninety-four, two games where he was awful. But his last two games that he played, he had seventy-three and seventy-eight rushing yards. Granted, he didn't play the last four games, but that could be that rookie wall there. Could be. It could be partially just the fact it. that other teams realize there's only one playmaker on this team and we're just going to shut him down. I'm there just saying that he started off gangbusters. All these people are like, oh, I got the best deal ever. I got this guy in the 15th round of our draft, blah, blah, blah. Well, we'll see this year, year two. And still up three to one, bottom of the sixth. Cool. All right. So notable free agents. First off, were there any other guys that you wanted to dig into? No, because I wanted to talk about Thielen a little bit, but we sort of hit it. They they did okay. they got what three years, twenty five million. It's really a two year, eighteen million. But still, I did not expect him to get nine million dollars a year. I really didn't. Solid. That's, yes, I mean for for what is he going to be? What is he thirty three? Something like that. Yeah, he's not a spring yeah. chicken. His best place no. behind him. More power to him. You're worth if somebody's willing to pay you. I just was a little surprised by that. But they have the money to spend, so why not do it? Yeah. When the season starts, he'll be 33. Yeah, it's just that Some notable free much. agents. Defense. How about Bobby Wagner? Still out there. Six-time All-Pro. Not just Pro Bowl. All-Pro. Yeah, he, he's past his prime. He's just a name he's, at this point. He had 140 tackles last year, 10 for loss. Yeah, he's past the his dude prime. dude can still – okay, you're right. He's past his prime as the best middle linebacker in the league. He's still top half. Still. Yeah, but I think I his have... issue is he want, he he has this Once inflated sense of what he's worth. and <laughs> He's not the only one, brother. Well, there's plenty of them. That's why half these guys aren't <laughs> signed yet. Oh, I know. I, I was really hoping that Eagles would somehow make this happen because when is the last time they've had a ridiculous middle linebacker? You told me you're the Eagles, man. I mean, TJ Edwards was awesome this year, but that wasn't expected. Where's he? And of now? course, is they let going? him go. Chicago. And then we signed today Chicago's middle linebacker. All we did was just this whole musical chairs game again. We just flip flop line. Now, granted, he had gotcha. a good season. My last name's Morrow. We had a great – he had a good season, but, ah, whatever. Um, OBJ is still out there. I know he's made the news because he's OBJ. If I'm him, he should just be a Super Bowl mercenary where he just does one – I, I know he wants some security and he wants, you know, three-year deal or something like that. 
dude, just do one year deals on teams that can win you a Super Bowl. You already got one, right? One with the Rams. Just play another four or five <coughs> years and get two or three Super Bowls out of it on one year spots and call it quits. I, I think the issue is he hugged himself up too much and now it's too little. Now there's some reports saying he's demanding 20, but then he says certainly not, but he wants at least four. And right. it's just a bunch of crap at this point. Problem is most teams have spent their money. Now they're going to wait till after the draft to see where they are. The best place for him and to you, go would be KC. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, any interest in Kenny Galladay? Interested for him to sit on the couch and watch football on Sundays like we do. Has he been humbled enough? I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, I think. Because that can do something to a guy. That can do something. He's just awful. Yeah, I don't want him. No, I, I don't. I wouldn't I want him. Ravens, that's for sure. Um, How about DJ Chark? I know he, he there's, he's been rumored to be. That's somebody you know, I'd like. Flirting with the Panthers. I know. What if, okay, so now what if the Panthers roll out DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, and you choose LaVisca Chenault or Terrace Marshall. And they've got it's something better. Right. If DJ Chark goes to Carolina, he's instantly their best receiver. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So Which isn't saying a whole lot. It's saying something. They had a good year last year coming off the injury of the year before. I mean, I was actually surprised Detroit didn't offer him uh, something. Because it seemed like he was – one thing I read that he was willing to take not a drastic hit, but a small, you know, hometown discount to yeah. stick with that offense. Because, I mean, that's the thing. On that offense, he, he'd be the one in Carolina. He's the three there. But nonetheless. It makes me wonder. I mean, the Lions have to be targeting a receiver in the draft. Because where they got I mean, They've already got two. Yeah, but they're both little, aren't they? I mean – Amon Ross St. Brown's a slot guy. Jamison Williams is a fast, you know, perimeter guy. Yeah. Chark would have been nice. You know, he's not huge, but maybe, maybe there's still a chance. Who knows? Maybe if he doesn't get much, he'll take a bigger hometown discount to stay. That's fair. How about uh, Leonard Fournette or Kareem Hunt? Fournette will be out of the league in three years. Kareem Hunt, I'd like to see go back to KC. I don't even think Fournette's going to make. Make it three years. No. Maybe. I saw a funny but, meme today. You may have seen it. That, he might be that, done now, dude. He's not even on a team yeah. yet. And Leonard Fournette's that guy for the next – be go around the league for the next two or three years. You'll be sitting on your couch drinking a beer one day and can't believe when you see that he's playing for somebody and averaging six carries for 22 yards a day. You'll be like, I didn't know he was still in the league. Wait, so you're telling me Fournette's the new Latavius Murray? Pretty much. Said, I think Latavius Murray might be better still. Hmm. Dude, i tell you what. Latavius Murray can get you three yards when you yeah. need it. The difference is Latavius Murray was an undrafted free agent, I'm pretty sure, and this guy went number four overall. What? Yeah. Not tremendously long ago. 17? Something like that. That's what I'm saying. This is a guy who should be in his prime, but he's just turned out to be not that good. Uh, Kareem Hunt obviously will be – uh, but if he goes to Kansas City, then we can't have our uh, Isaiah Pacheco love. I know. I'm not saying I'd be happy about it. I'm saying that 
it makes it would be I think it'd be a smart fit. It's not going to happen though because ownership themselves sent him pack and because he lied to them. But I mean, where else can he go? I mean, I know I threw out a Washington Commanders deal, like you know the connection to Eric Bieniemy, and they hate Antonio Gibson for some reason. Who else could use? I don't want to say could use, but who else would need his services as of right now? Nobody. I'll tell you a team I'd like if they could get some form, send Eckler packing for a couple picks and bring Hunt in to take his place for a year or two. Well, they see, but people forget they drafted Isaiah Spiller. Some yeah. people, not many, not many, not me, not you, but some people had him as their number one running back coming out. Yeah, last those are year. stupid people. Well, yeah, for sure. But he was my three or four. Anybody that they brought in over the last few years to be the heir apparent, the guy that'll take his job, the guy that'll be in every third series, not a single damn one of them's worked out. And they weren't all injured either. They just aren't Eckler. And I'm not saying Hunt is either, but that'd at least be a good fit for him to go there, that same sort of style and can catch. He did caught a lot of balls in KC. Um if you if you're really hell bent on letting Eckler walk, okay, great. Eckler's available for trade. Who's trading for him? If no one's available really for Kareem Hunt, who's trading for Eckler? The Cowboys. Yeah, somebody. All they right? have is, Eckler. Eckler has a little. It's hard to argue with Eckler's uh, what he's done the last few years. I saw a draft today at mock draft that had him going three overall. McCaffrey, yes, JJ, sure. Eckler. Yes, for sure. So somebody, it's, somebody in the league would pay for for him still being in his prime. Expand his deal, give him a give him like a two year extension, and be happy. And then the Chargers happy to get some picks out of it, and sign Hunt for even less than what they were going to pay Eckler. It's it's interesting because everyone has all these rumors like, oh, Joe Mixon could be traded. Dalvin Cook could be traded. Where are they going? Great question. Who doesn't – I mean, who absolutely needs – excuse me, needs a running back? I think Mixon would be more of a cap casualty, just straight up dumped. Um, sure. But again, but who were... signs him then? And for what? As, okay. his, as their starter, as 1A and 1B, or just as a straight up backup? So give me a quick yes or no teams that need a running back. You ready? Yeah. Buffalo. Well, no, they've got three now. Four, right. really. Miami. Count Hines. Miami. No. Patriots. Well, <laughs> let's hold off Miami on Miami. Is, they've got they four seven. mediocre running backs. No real star running back. But the running backs can run the system. They can. I'm just saying that. Right. Let's not let's not pretend that they're they've got some stud down there. That's that. Can you can you imagine Mike McDaniel going the GM and the owner and being like, "Hey, I know that I got this running back. I really want." It wouldn't surprise you because then he just let the other ones go. He's just Maybe. like Shannon Shannon If if the guy's time is up, his time's up. It's a business to them. Uh, New England Stevenson, no. The Jets, Brees Hall, he's Maybe. the man. We don't know that Brees Hall is going to be back full bore this year. Okay, so I'll give you two maybe ishes there. Cincinnati. Only well, if they cut Mixon. Yeah. But then that puts Mixon out there, right? So we're okay. in the same spot. Ravens. Nope. 
Pittsburgh, yeah. Najee Harris, the Browns. Maybe Najee's not been exactly stellar. He's fine. They love him. Eagles, no. Cowboys, Pollard, maybe. I mentioned them, right? Giants, Barkley. Coming off injury, yep. Right. The only way is if they absolutely have no plans to bring Barkley back. Commanders, I mentioned them, maybe. Vikings, no, unless you cut Cook, but same situation. Lions, no. Packers, no. Bears, no. Niners, no. Seahawks, Ram, Rams have acres. Cardinals, Cardinals maybe got James Conner. Yeah. Right? I don't know how many years he's got left. Maybe a Cardinal. When I Falcons still don't know have, how much the Rams love acres. That's a very volatile right. situation right. there. Yes, for sure. Okay, so I'll give you maybe on the Rams. Falcons, Tyler Algier, they seem to like him a lot. I thought that was a nice fit, but they could use a Kareem Hunt there. Falcons are my favorite so far. Saints, no. Panthers, no. Buccaneers. Why not the Panthers? Because they have Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard. They like Chuba Hubbard. I don't like Chuba Hubbard, but they got Miles. I'll buy the Miles Sanders part, but not the backup part. Tampa Bay, I just don't think they have the money and the wherewithal to add another running back. I think maybe not the worth all. They, they'll have the money because Hunt's. I know that they're still struggling with the cap, but Hunt's not exactly going to be going for $11 million a year here. He'll be lucky to get two. Raiders, probably not. I mean, Josh Jacobs. Broncos, who knows with Javante Williams, although he's so talented. Chargers, Eckler. Chiefs, we said. Texans, no. Colts, no. Titans, no, because Derrick Henry. And Jacksonville, no, because they love ETM. Not a lot of... I mean, there's only one team that I think, yes, could use, and that's the Falcons in the whole NFL. Only I one, yes. I think there's yes. a lot of teams that could use him. He just isn't going to be a starter. So I, I hope think he's not expecting win- starter money. Is for, for all of the running backs, no one's winning. But if for as far as teams go, the Cleveland Browns, they have to be loving this. They might get Kareem Hunt back for, they might, for the they, Rashad Penny deal. They need somebody because they let Johnson – He's testing yeah. free agents here. He already signed somewhere, or they're just I didn't, letting him I go. Did, I did not see the Ernest Johnson sign. Yeah, they're just letting him go. They decided not to 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 tender him. They just let him test free agency. All right, sir. That's all I got. Unless you got something to add. No, I'm good, dude. Still some good players out there, but like we talked Lots. before the show, it's probably gonna all not shake out till after yeah. the draft. Now the teams have their money straight and straight. need to sign yep, all these rookies and see what they what they're gonna need. But I don't think right. there's anybody left that's going to really get a lot of money outside of OBJ. Next week, are we starting our draft prospect breakdown? I think we can. Yes. All right. I'm excited. Love it. Probably just something to look forward to. Do one show with, for, with quarterbacks at least. Oh, quarterbacks and somebody else. We can fit another position in there. Kickers. Okay. So, folks, thanks for listening. You guys are great. I got to get away from Kevin. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Spotify, and YouTube. Get your bell rung. Football podcast. Kevin, you're the man. I'll see you in a week. That's true. Thank you for your honesty. Peace out, everybody.